Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 8. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. A person with leprosy, no one wanted to be around them. It usually lasts about nine years. And then coma was set in. And then death, possibly death. Physically, socially, leprosy, the leper was ostracized from society and required by law to live on a leper colony. According to Leviticus chapter 13, you can read that in your own time. He had to live in a leper colony, ostracized by society. The leper had no family, no friends, no loved ones, no girlfriend, no job, nothing, no one. The leper was isolated from community and isolated from church. He couldn't go to church, couldn't be near anyone. If he were to come within six feet of any person, he had to require by law to cry, unclean, unclean, unclean. And people would scatter from a leper. You see, leprosy was awful, awful, awful disease, much like AIDS is today. AIDS is awful, and there's no cure for it. So this leper, this man, weaves his way through the crowd, probably crying, unclean, 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 and everyone scatters except one man, Jesus. Everybody else runs, everybody else leaves, and Jesus stands there. And the leper came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you're willing, make me clean. Now, I want to talk just a few minutes about how this man came to Jesus. Very important. Number one, how did this leper come to Jesus? Number one, he came confidently. Did you see that in your Bibles? This leper stepped toward Jesus in confidence. Somehow this leper believed that Jesus had compassion and would show compassion to him. And he stepped toward Jesus. Whenever anyone steps toward Jesus, listen and listen close. When anyone ever In all of the Bible, steps toward Jesus, Jesus steps toward them. John chapter 6, verse 37, the Bible says, Jesus says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. You see, this leper came to Jesus in confidence, and Jesus didn't cast him out. Maybe you're here And your wife has kicked you out. Maybe you're here and and your husband 
has cast you out. Maybe your family or your friends or your loved ones have rejected you and kicked you out. You know, the Bible says Jesus will never kick you out. Jesus will never cast you out. Jesus will never put you away. If you step toward him, he will step toward you. Maybe you're here today and you feel like a leper. Hmm. Maybe something you've said or something you've done or something you haven't done or maybe something you've thought. Jesus is here today to touch you. It doesn't matter how many people turn their back on you. Jesus touched the leper and Jesus will touch you. He came, first of all, in confidence, believing that Jesus would touch him. Secondly, he came in reverence. Did you notice that? This leper came and fell down at the feet of Jesus in worship and reverence, which speaks of the fact that this leper knew and understood that Jesus was God. Not only in confidence and in reverence, but also, here's a biggie, in humility. Did you notice that? The leper bows down, deformed and ravaged with leprosy. And he says, Lord, if you will, make me clean. Lord, if you will. Notice he didn't demand it. He didn't say, Lord, you better make me clean. He said, Lord, if you will, make me clean. He didn't demand God. He didn't say, Lord, you better do it in humility. He said, Lord, if it doesn't mess up some cosmic plan or purpose for my life, then make me clean. Now, I like that. Lord, if you will, never be afraid to say, if you will. Jesus said, if it's thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. You see, there's some people will tell you, never say, if thy will. You need to claim your healing and never say, if thy will. That's not in the Bible. What is in the Bible is to say, God, your plan, God, your purpose, God, your will for my life. And Lord, if you don't choose to heal me, then your grace is sufficient for me. God, if you don't choose to do things my way, then your grace is sufficient for me. Why? Because you're God. You know, one thing I've learned in my 20 plus years as a Christian God is God, and I'm not him. Amen, saints? You're not God. You don't know. You're not God. We're in no position to tell God what to do. We're to come to God in humility. Lord, if it's your will, please don't misunderstand me. I believe in supernatural healing. I believe that people can be healed just like that. And I also know, search the scriptures, and we'll talk about healing next week in in depth. Let's do that. Next Sunday morning, let's talk about that. In depth. But suffice it to say, when you see healing in the Bible, and you see Jesus healing people, guess what? They are healed just like that. Except in one case where he healed the blind man, said, how do you see? He said, I see men as trees. The Lord touched him and he could see perfectly. Healing from supernatural healing, healing that comes from Jesus happens just like that. It doesn't take months. 
You don't need to go to the doctor and see you later. How you doing, man? Well, yeah, how's, how's that healing going? Well, you know, I'm getting there. Uh, no, wait a minute. If you were supernaturally healed by God, you're not getting there. You already are there. And, and don't misunderstand me. God will use your body to heal you, and that's good. All healings from God. And listen, even if you die, that's healing. Amen? That's okay. Y'all can be quiet this morning, but that's all right. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. There. All healings from God. Listen, even if you die, that's the ultimate healing. Did you know that? Death is healing. I know y'all don't want that kind of healing, but, but death is healing. So when the Lord heals people, he heals them instantly. The leper said, Lord, if you're willing, heal me. He touched him and healed him just like that. But the leper came humbly, not only confidence, reverence, humility, but lastly, faith, faith. He had to come in faith. Notice in verse 2, you can make me clean. I like that. It wasn't like the the leper was crossing his fingers saying, Lord, please help me if you can. I I think you can. I think you can. I know you can. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. You can do it. Come on. That wasn't like that. He says, Lord, if you're willing to make me clean, you can. And that's faith. And then you got to come with a need. You got to come. Knowing you need healing. January 23rd, 1982. I knew I needed healing. I knew I needed a touch from the Lord. And it was that day I said, Lord, I have a need. And if you are willing, save me. And the Lord saved me just like that. And my life has never been the same ever. Not since that day forward has my life ever been the same. You got to come with a need. You got to come knowing you need to be healed. This leper came confidently, reverently, humility and faith and needing a touch from the Lord. And notice Jesus response. He put out his hand and he touched him. Did you know that is the reason this text is the reason why Bill Gaither wrote the song. He touched me. I love the words. It says, oh, since I met this blessed Savior, and since he cleansed me and made me whole, oh, I'll never cease, never cease to praise him. I'll shout it with all my soul. He touched me. I bet you if Bill Gaither had wrote that song 2,000 years ago, the leper would have been singing it all night. That leper was walking around saying, unclean, unclean, unclean. And when Jesus touched him, he walked around saying, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus touched him. And it's interesting because Jesus will always touch you. Jesus will always meet you at your point of greatest need. Oh, wait a minute, Rodney. Isn't salvation his greatest need? Yeah, I agree with that. The man needed to be saved. And I believe he was saved. But listen at this. I believe the Lord is not only interested in saving you, but he is also interested in making you whole. And for the leper, his need at the moment was to receive a touch 
from the Lord, physically a touch from the Lord. I mean, think about it. When's the last time someone other than a leper touched him? Maybe he was married. When's the last time he hugged his wife? I got back last week at the end of second service and I was hanging out down there by the gym until some people got out of the parking lot and I came on up here. And while I was hanging out by the gym, I asked one of the brothers, I said, go get my wife, go get my wife, go find her. And so they go get her and she comes in. I'm like, ah, I love you, honey. And she's like, oh, good to see you. You are the best looking man I ever seen. (laughs) We don't realize it, but just touching people is really an intricate part of who we are. We need to touch. We need to, to embrace and feel a touch from someone. Maybe he had little kids. Maybe he had three-year-old or five-year-old or little kids at home. When's the last time he picked up his kids and hugged them? You pick your kids up all the time. Not unless your kids are big as my kids and they pick me up. But when's the last time he hugged and been touched by anyone, family or friends, and yet Jesus touched him? Why? Because that was his point of greatest need at the moment. Jesus could have said, you know what? I tell you what, I tell you what, stand back, stand back. He he didn't have to touch him. Do you understand that the healing didn't take place because Jesus touched him? You understand that? Say amen. The healing took place because the words came out of Jesus' mouth. Because he spoke a word, and the man was healed. The healing did not take place because Jesus touched the man. Jesus could have said, look, stand back, stand back. Matter of fact, go way over there. Stand back and watch me work. Watch me work. All right, all right, all right. Jesus, get ready. You know, okay, all right, now watch me. All right, now, now, all right. Be healed. I don't care where the man was. He would have been healed because of the words that were coming out of his mouth, it had nothing really to do with the touch. You see, the Lord heals people all different kinds of ways. I mean, he searched the scriptures. He took his fingers and put them in this guy's ear, and he was, he was deaf, and now he hears. One of the most interesting ones to me is found in the Gospel of John, where Jesus, like, spits in the ground and takes his clay and, like, pops it in this man's eye. And, you know, I, I just don't get that one. I'm just like... Lord, now come on. Now that's just gross. Come on now. Come on, then. You can do something else. I mean, you can figure this out. You don't have to, like, spit on me. But okay, fine. As long as I'm healed. But the Lord does things differently. Why? Why? Because he doesn't want us to focus on, watch this, the method, but the message. You see, we get caught up in the method. We like to get a method. And once we get the method, then we go start healing ministries. Yeah, that's what we do. When we get the method down, I mean, I, I got to tell you that people have come to me for, for prayer, for healing, and, and usually they die. Uh, I, I don't have a gift. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, people come, and Pastor Ronnie, will you pray for me? I'm like, oh, God, touch him now. And, and, you know, my prayers get really, really intense depending on how serious the situation. If it's just a headache, it's like, oh, God, you know, 
hook him up. You know, this, you know, <laughs> you know, just kind of, you know, but if it's cancer, God, please, if it be thy will. And, and, and I don't have the gift, so people, people have died, and, you know, people come, you know, I hear of people being sick, and, you know, I say, hey, let me pray for you. They're like, no, 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 please, don't, don't, no, pastor, please, anything, put a house fall on me, but don't, don't pray for me, please, don't, don't, don't do it. And so people have that. Well, I got to tell you that this one time, actually, I, I did pray for someone and, and they got healed. And I was pretty amazed. I mean, I, I prayed for them. And at the end of the prayer, I said, so how do you feel? And they were like, wow, I, I'm healed. I, I'm really healed. And I went, are you sure? <laughs> now, you might want to check. <laughs> you know? And so they said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really healed. And. And, 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 you know, immediately, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you, that, uh, you know, I, I tried to think about how exactly did I do that. I mean, okay, what I took my right hand, lay the pinky finger on, and then just so, take the left hand, scoop it up and around and hold. Two seconds, I believe, I believe, I believe, be healed. And, you know, I'm trying to think, now, how did I, let me write that down, because I might have to do this again. And, uh, you know, the method is not important. The message, the fact is, the Lord does heal people. And it is the Lord who heals people. And he generally doesn't wait until the cameras are rolling and the lights are going before he heals people. Amen, that's another sermon. And so, the method, no. The message, yes. The Lord touched him. The Lord spoke a word and the man was healed. And after Jesus touched him, what did he tell him in verse four? He said to go and show yourself to the priest. Now, Leviticus chapter 14 again tells us that a leper, get this, was to come to the priest and bring several things with him. Two birds, one clay pot, one stick of cedar wood, one scarlet thread, and one branch of hyssop. And they were to take one of the birds, kill the bird, pour the blood of the bird in this pot of water. And then they were to take the live bird and tie the cedar wood to the bird dip the live bird in the bloody water and then take the live bird and release the bird. Look it up for yourselves in Leviticus 13, 14. Release the bird. And as the bird was flapping away after having been dipped in the bloody water, the water would begin to sprinkle all over the leper. Get the point? And the Bible teaches us, as you study the book of Leviticus, you really can't miss there's so many types of Christ. And here in the cleansing of the leper, we have a type or a picture of Christ. Jesus died, the Bible says, the bird in the pot. Jesus rose again, the live bird that flies off. And the Bible teaches that it is his water and blood that sprinkles over our lives and cleanses us from the leprosy. Of sin. Leprosy is a type or picture of sin 
in the Bible. Because like leprosy, sin starts small and undetected and begins to spread and deaden and defile and destroy and sin isolates. And just like the leper, if you're going to be cleansed from your sin, we're going to have to come to the Lord reverently, humbly, in faith and seeing our need. And so Jesus touched him. He said, go to the priest and show yourself to the priest and then offer the appropriate offering according to the laws of Moses. And it's interesting because the Lord told him, did you notice in verse four, he said, see that you tell no one. The Lord told him not to tell anybody. And he told everybody. Did you notice? Now, the Lord tells us to tell everybody and we tell nobody. We don't tell anyone. And the Lord tells us, I want you to go into the highways and the byways and compel men to come to me. And we don't. The Lord tells us to make it known and we keep it quiet. The Lord told the leper, I don't want you to tell anyone. Why? Because the Lord wasn't ready for that kind of publicity at that point. And the jealousy of the scribes and the Pharisees. And so he said, no, now's not the time. Don't go tell anyone. And the guy went and told everyone. You see, when God does a work in your life, it really is hard not to tell anyone. You got to tell someone. It's like if you see a good movie. You come out of that movie, oh, I got to go tell all my friends all about this great movie. You know, the Lord does something in our life where the Lord saves us and we tell no one. That's amazing. Jesus said, don't tell anybody. He couldn't keep it quiet. You know what? Reminds me of Jeremiah. He said, I'm not going to tell anybody about God anymore. I'm tired of telling these stiff-necked and hard-hearted people about God. And then God began to turn over in his heart. And he said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. I have to tell people. That's the leper. He said, I've got to tell everyone about this man who touched me. I got to be honest with you. I was in certain places in India and uh, and some of the people that, that I saw and some of the situations that I was in. I'll show you pictures Wednesday, but some of the situations and people, I didn't want to touch them. Honestly, I didn't. I had a series of sermons that I was prepared to teach. And I'll never forget, I was in this one village one day and, and man, was there a lot of flies. It was like flies all over me. I couldn't believe it. I had like a little afro of flies. It was, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was a trip. So, you know, I, I, I was like, wow, there's a lot of flies here. And people, you know, I, I, I didn't want to touch them. And I remember, I, I'll never forget it. The Lord showed me, you want to be like me? How we talk about do what Jesus did. We wear the badge and the bracelets and got the book covers and all this stuff, uh, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Do what Jesus did. Well, you know what Jesus would do? He would touch the untouchable. He would touch the untouchable. And I chucked all my pre-prepared sermons and I started preaching this one in a whole lot less detail, but preaching this one. Jesus touched the untouchable. And may we be people who touch the untouchable, who love people because they're God's people, because God created them. And God has a plan for every person, no matter where you live and what country you're in or what village or what tribe and clan you're from, the message of the gospel is for every man, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That message is for everyone. It's a gospel. It's a glorious gospel. A gospel that touches all people everywhere. And may we be people who touch lepers and Gentiles and women and all people for the glory of the kingdom. This is what Jesus has been talking about. Principles of the kingdom. And then he comes down from preaching the greatest revolutionary sermon to ever fall on the ears of people. And he begins to really show what it means to really live out the Sermon on the Mount. It's awesome. You should read ahead. There's some good stuff in here. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.